Now that the preseason is over, we here at Cheesehead TV take a stab at predicting the Green Bay Packers 53-man roster. To do so, we're joined by Scott McKenna of the Talkin' Smack blog. It's all coming up on Railbird Central next. special edition of Railbird Central here following the fourth and final preseason game of the 2016 season. That means real football is just about to get underway and that means we're going to be making our 53-man roster predictions this episode. To do that we have a guest joining us on the phone. Expert interview. We have Scott McKenna the Talking Smack blog who joins us once a month here at Railbird Central. Scott how you doing this evening? I'm great Brian how are you doing? Very good we're glad you could join us as always. Scott we're going to talk a lot about the roster today we're going to basically go position by position through the roster so uh, without any further ado you ready to do this? Absolutely. All right, let's start with the quarterbacks. Uh, obviously, Aaron Rodgers is making the roster. This is the kind of he's the most important player on the team, but we're not going to spend a whole lot of analysis on him. And, you know, did you have any reservations about the Hundley injury in keeping Joe Callahan? You know, I wouldn't keep I wouldn't keep Callahan. I think he's a, he's definitely a practice squad worthy uh, worthy player. He's Really been a fun guy to watch throughout the preseason. There's, he's brought a little bit of a moxie and, and energy, and he really seemed to grab command of the offense. And was a uh, was a fun player to have on have on the team for the preseason. And would like to see him in, in camp again next year as a um, you know competing for a spot. But at this stage, even though Hundley was hurt, he, he, you know we, we've commented on this together before. I, I just really believe that he's played enough big game football in his uh um in his life and that uh, uh even though it hasn't been on the nfl stage that I, I really feel like if you give him put him under center um he'd uh he'd be able to put himself in position to be successful if he needed to come in for a a three or four game stretch god forbid um i i really think that he'd be able to hold the fort down and put us in position to win football games uh just quickly do, do you predict joe callen to be on the practice squad then I have Callahan on the practice squad, yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, we're in total agreement here. Uh, Rodgers, obviously, and Brett Hundley. I, I think, you know, by the time the regular season rolls around, they've held him out here the last preseason game. I think he'll be healthy and ready to go. And I saw, I have no reason to think he can't be the same type of player we saw last year in the preseason. And in the brief appearance, we did see him this year. He looked good as well, so... Uh, I have no reason to think Brett Hundley isn't continuing to progress, and I like what the Packers have, and I see no reason for him to keep three quarterbacks at this point, despite Joe Callahan maybe exceeding expectations this preseason, so that was definitely a good thing. 
but with that, I guess we move right to the running back position. So, Scott, uh, I, I think Eddie Lacy makes it. I think James Starks makes it. And uh, I, I assume Aaron Ripkowski is the team's fullback. But after that, I think it's up in the air. So you can take it from there. You know, it's it's interesting because I always felt like Burks was ahead of Crockett. Uh, but I didn't really feel like either of them were necessarily, if you're truly going to keep the best 53 players, I didn't really feel like either of them were, were necessarily deserving of a roster spot. I think we've got more talent at other spots and uh, or other positions. And I really also feel like the versatility of Randall Cobb and Ty Montgomery and their ability to play running back and pinch. And we've seen that for extended drives in the, in, in the past out of, uh, out of both of them. I really think that this is an area where we can create a roster spot, tuck Burks away on the, on the, uh, the practice squad um, so that he's there. If he's, if, if you're needing him on, on short notice, you've got him available uh, but, you know, when you're going into a, a 53-man uh, man roster and, you know, bringing, what is it, 46 of them, 48 of them to, uh, uh, you know, to play on Sunday, uh, Burks, he's not a special teams guy. He's not going to be on the roster. He's not going to be uh, suited up on game day. So I just see him as a, as a practice squad guy, and I would be using this as an area of opportunity to be able to create a roster spot and to really – highlight the versatility that uh, that Cobb and Montgomery offer. So I've only got three people that I would keep if I were Ted Thompson and Mike McCarthy on my 53-man roster at running back, and that's Lacey Starks and Rutkowski. That That is really going out on a limb, only three running backs. Now, so just so we're, we're clear here, this is what you would do, not what you think the Packers would do? This this is this is what I would do, and and frankly speaking, no, I didn't get a chance to watch the game today, and I know that Burks was really going to be highlighted. Um, you know, I'm, I'm out in Denver as as we've discussed previously, and I thought I had a stream online, it didn't work, so instead I was doing some scouting for next year's NFL draft, and I watched Zach Cunningham, <laughs> an inside linebacker for Van, for Vanderbilt, and we'll be talking about that guy in a future conversation. Uh, he's a beast, but. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think at this stage, you know, if I had a, if I, you know, we've oftentimes heard McCarthy and Thompson talk about keeping the best 53 men on the roster. Um, I, I saw a box score and that's about it. It looked like Burks put the ball on the ground today as well. I've really thought he's had a, had a very impressive preseason, um, but can't say that for my eye, he's been one of the top 53 men on the roster. Um, so at this stage, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, that's definitely what I would do. And if I were to just draft up a prediction, um, we've seen them keep three fullbacks before. This time they're going to keep three running backs. But, uh, um, you know, maybe right, maybe wrong, but that's that's where I'm going to leave it. All right. Well, I'm taking a different approach in that I'm trying to predict what the Packers are going to do. I've got them keeping Burks. And I, I can very much agree with your analysis in that I'm not sure if Brandon Burks is part of the 53 best players that the Packers have currently. I can definitely see that. But I just think, you know, keeping you know, only three true running backs, including the fullback. It's just a little bit too risky for the team. Um, But you never know with, with, you know, Randall Cobb and Ty Montgomery being, you know, pseudo running backs, I guess, you know, who occasionally line up in the backfield, they can maybe get away with that. So maybe you're onto something, Scott, that, that is pretty interesting there. 
Um, you know what else? You know what else I'd say if I can jump in for go a ahead. second, Brian. It was really interesting last year when they, you know, the whole Detroit prior to the Detroit game. Where I think you know this is this is kind of what has has stirred this thought even further for me. You know, all year we didn't see Alonzo Harris. He was he was on the roster, I suppose, but and we saw him play maybe against Kansas City for a minute on Monday Night Football. But other than that, he was he was essentially non-existent and didn't play pre, you know, didn't play a, a special teams. And I just kind of wondered why he was there, right? Like, was he, you know, he had a decent preseason, but you know, dropped a couple of screens, and we 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 saw, um, you know, then he gets in trouble with Lacey, and they caught him, and they were just so easy, it was so easy to pick Crockett up, and uh, he was Crockett was traveling with the team, and there he is, he's active and he's making an impact, and. I just kind of feel like that same, if forced to be in that same scenario where let's say uh, Lacey or Starks is going to be um, out for an extended period of time and you needed to bring up a back. Well, it's, it's, it's a fairly easy thing to do. And, and uh, um, you know, I, I, I guess that's what uh, has, has led to me, you know, having this vision of only keeping three running backs in total. Yeah, and just to throw this out there for anybody listening, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with John Crockett either. He's right now an injured reserve. You know, whether the Packers come to an injury settlement with him or he sticks around on injured reserve, he could even be the guy that comes off injured reserve. We don't know uh, at this point. So take everything (laughs) during this whole episode with a grain of salt with all the injury uncertainties. But let's move on to the wide receiver position, Scott. Uh, Obviously, Jordy Nelson is, is locked into a spot. Randall Cobb is locked into a spot. And then there's a bunch of guys fighting for jobs, and and maybe some guys are are locked into a roster spot. We but we don't really know the pecking order at the position. You know, feel free to take it from you know after Nelson and Cobb. You know, I think that uh, Montgomery is a lock to make the roster. Everett has just been so fun to watch this preseason. It's just it really gives you hope that. I don't know. Did, I didn't. Again, I didn't get a chance to see it. Did, did, did they play him on the outside at all today, or was he largely used in the slot? Um, a little bit. Uh, you know, here and there. Okay. Is it? You know, I get curious to see uh, what this offense could be like if you were able to put Montgomery and Cobb and Jordy and Aberderis at uh, on the field at the same time, and then you have Cook as sort of the fifth guy and. You know, you can slide Cobb and or, um, you know, uh, Montgomery into the backfield. And if Aberderis is able to play on the outside, boy, that's that's a that's a really dangerous lineup. Or I suppose you could even slide Cook to the outside and move Aberderis inside in a slot. And then the two slot guys are, um, you know, a combination of Montgomery, Cobb and Aberderis. And I just I find that really difficult to be able to defend. And uh, uh, you're giving Rogers sort of a couple of options at the at the uh, behind center, and, and you know you let him work his magic. But I really at, at this stage, you know, I've got seven guys, and and you know I don't know how how badly Davis got hurt. Uh, Janice is just an elite special teams player. Um, needs to be on the roster if he's healthy. He needs to be active. Um, uh, he just makes such a difference as a gunner on special teams, and I think he is. Pro Bowl potential as the special teams player in the NFC. Um, and then, you know, the biggest question mark is really Adams. And, and I'd be curious uh, to hear from you as to what he did today. 
But, uh, you know, if I were Ted Thompson, I would absolutely have my feelers out to see if, you know, you might be able to get a bite on a, on a potential as, as chief trade bait at all. And maybe it's even crazy for me to suggest that. But, uh, um, you know, he's, uh, uh, he's been far from impressive. And, you know, yes, or, or last week, uh, um, you know, when, when Callahan was rolling left and he threw the beautiful ball to Adams and it's just like, what, well, six points? And it bounces off Adams' hands and it just served as a, a reminder that, you know, when the ball's in the air for Devontae Adams, it's all, it almost feels like there's a 50-50 chance that he's going to catch it or not. And that's not the rhythm of this offense. This offense needs Rodgers in stride and, and hitting receivers in stride as well. Um, and, uh, and, and that consistency has just brought a, brought about a momentum throughout the Rodgers and McCarthy era that has been nearly unstoppable until last year when Adams was just untrustworthy. So um, as of now, I've got Adams on the roster. Um, would be curious to hear if, uh, if, if Thompson is, uh, is dialing other GM's numbers to see if he can move them. And in that case, if he were able to be moved, I'd, I'd have to imagine that Allison has to be considered for a position. And um, if uh, Adams can't be moved, then I would have Allison at, uh, at a practice squad position if he uh, clears waivers. I'm there with you. Thoughts on Trevor Davis? You know, I, I have Davis making the roster. I really like him. He's been a. It's interesting that they had him as a uh, as a gunner. It's like he was so close yet so far away a couple of times last week. But the 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 biggest thing was is he showed the speed to get beyond the defense, and you know that's just a thing that was sorely lacking from our uh, um, our offense last year, and and we need that on our uh, on the roster this year. And and if you really look at uh, um, you know where we're at at this stage. And you uh, um, you see like well we haven't we haven't paid attention or we haven't seen Jordy Nelson running a, a deep route yet in uh, in pads right like that has, that has not taken place and we missed him over the top so much last year and I don't think that there's though we've got a plethora of talent at wide receiver I don't think that there's another option on the roster that gives that speed identification that Davis offers so you know if he's healthy and uh, I know he got nicked up today. Uh, if he's healthy enough to, to give it a go, I think he has to make the roster. So you did go with seven wide receivers. I've got seven wide receivers, All yeah. All right. Uh, I'll give my little Annette my two cents here, and that's that I have the Packers keeping six and that, you know, being forced to make my official prediction after seeing Trevor Davis getting injured in the final preseason game and not knowing the extent I've got the Packers put, placing him on injured reserve. Maybe he's the designated guy that comes off later in the year. It's always so tough if somebody gets hurt that last preseason game because even if it's not a major injury, it's still one of those things where, well, you're not you're not going to be ready for week one, so we put you on IR and, and maybe you're done for the year and, and maybe you just stick around and learn for a year. Again, take this all with a grain of salt. If I knew more about Trevor Davis's injury, I may have kept him on the 53. As it is, I'm going with six guys as well. Um, uh, you know, Nelson Cobb, Adams, Montgomery, Aberderis, and Janice. Uh, I don't. I think the Packers just roll with Janice on special teams. I don't see him playing a big role on offense, at least till he's healthy. And uh, unfortunately. Um, Geronimo Allison, he may be 
the guy who may be the most likely to be a roster waiver wire claim by another team. Uh, I hope it doesn't happen. I'd love to see the Packers uh, keep him around and, and develop him on the practice squad, but just not sure if it's going to happen. So, um, Agreed. You, you know, and Todd Thompson has had a history of just stashing guys on the IR and kind of feel like and, and seeing if they can uh, you know, develop from afar, and I kind of feel like that might once again be happening with Brock because they clearly like him as a guy, as a man. And, uh, you know, I could see that being the case with Davis where – He's flashed a ton of potential, but just maybe isn't quite strong enough yet to be able to make the impact that they'd like him to be able to make this year. So um, that could that's a, a really solid projection if he's going to be banged up and unable to go in the early part of the season. Yeah, and to tell you what, even if Trevor Davis makes the 53-man roster, he's going to be a game day inactive every week, I think. Uh, you know, he's going to be part of those seven guys sitting down, at least unless, unless some other wide receiver gets injured. So um, it's going to be a learning season for him, whatever happens. So, all right, let's move on to tight ends. Uh, this is probably one of the more cut and dried uh, positions here. Uh, Scott, I'm assuming you got Jared Cook, Richard Rogers, and Justin Perillo. Very easy to project, and boy, is it exciting to see Cook just uh... – a weapon that we haven't seen. And, you know, I know Jermichael Finley came close on an often times basis to really, um, uh, you know, salivating the palate or, 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 or making the palate feel real good, right? But uh, <laughs> uh, not since Keith Jackson have we really had that, that deep threat from the tight end position. And uh, it really feels like Jared Cook is going to offer a dimension to this offense that we've just been jonesing for. And uh, really excited to see it. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess the Rogers and it, did I did I see that Perillo got hurt today? You know, he kind of like looked like he may have gotten injured. I don't. Again, it's one of those things you don't know the extent of it. I didn't think it looked serious, but again, uh, it is what it is. I mean, same here. As far as projections go, I got the Packers keeping three tight ends, Cook, Rodgers, and Perillo. Uh, be interesting if Perillo will be active on game days. Uh, his his special teams value may come into play. I know he's played some. I don't think he's a great special teams player, but I do see him making the roster for the t- time being, especially with only the Packers keeping one fullback. I can't imagine them keeping only two tight ends. Uh, they kind of need the extra guy at the position, I think. Uh, unfortunate that Kennard Backman and, and Mitchell Henry got hurt, but as it is, they're on injured reserve for now. Uh, but that brings us to the offensive line. So, uh, Scott, I think we know the starters there, the five. Um, you can feel free to talk about them if you want, but I think as far as the roster goes, it's, it's coming down to the backups. You know, it's, uh, when they're healthy, the starting five is as good of any offensive line in the NFL. And um, you know, it's it's a, it's a bummer that Lindsley didn't get a chance to compete this year um, in the preseason. He'll likely be put on the pup, I think, is a real solid projection. And then I've got uh, Spriggs as a lock to make the team as a second-round pick, even though, for my eye, he's been a pure disappointment. I don't know how he played today, and I'd be curious to hear your take, but... 
he was a pure disappointment through most of the first three preseason games. I thought, in fact, I was more impressed with Murphy than I was Briggs, and I had Murphy making the team as well. Thought that Murphy showed a um, a little a little bit of a um, you know a, a, he, he he was able to move people in the run game and and really uh, um, shield them in the in the fashion that. And in the in in and in the way the, that he would like to uh, uh, position them to open up a hole, so I was really excited to see that for Murphy um, uh, Taylor. I've got as a uh, a lock to be on the roster just based on the contract that they offered him. Even though I've been somewhat disappointed in his play uh, this preseason as well, I thought that he had a real poor performance against San Francisco. Um, and then Barkley, I think, has to make the team. You know, he's got great versatility. He looks very athletic for uh, for Donnie Barkley uh, um, at this stage. He looks more fit this year than he's ever been for my eye. Um, so at this stage, I have them keeping nine uh, offensive linemen. I have Lucas Patrick on the uh, the, the the practice squad. Um, but uh, you know, that's uh, that's that's the way I projected at this stage for for both what I would do as a GM and what I would think Ted Thompson and Mike McCarthy are going to choose. Uh, yeah, uh, my projection is the exact same as yours. I got the Packers keeping nine with Corey Lindsley on the pup list. Um, I do not have very good things to say about Don Barclay. I, I don't know. My, I, I'm not as impressed with him. I thought, I thought he got a little bit so- more solid as preseason went on. I thought, uh, the, the family night and the first few preseason games were a little more shaky and, you know, the tonight and the third preseason game were okay for him. Uh, but I'll tell you what, I, I think Barclay's the odd man out uh, when Lindsley is ready to come off the pup list because he, he right now, Don Barclay's the back, backup center and he's all they got. So uh, I think that's why he gets the job for the time being. Um, uh, I think Lane Taylor makes it. Uh, I'm right there with you in that I haven't been all that impressed this preseason, but he's a veteran. He knows how to play the guard position. And I think Spriggs and Murphy make it. Uh, it's a question of, with them of, you know, will they be active on game days, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, as rookies, especially early in the season. But uh, our projections, at least for, you know, the nine guys who are going to make the roster are the same. So, um, all right. That brings us to the defensive side of the football. Uh, kind of an interesting position here in terms of how much depth the Packers can keep and, uh, things a little bit up in the air with Kenny Clark's injury, but Scott, uh, feel free to address the defensive line. We're going to miss Pennell significantly over the first four weeks, and tell me that Jacksonville just isn't going to try to pound Chris Ivory right at us in abundance and to try to wear us down in the heat and the humidity of of uh, North Florida, um, you know, next week and. Pennell would be just uh, just a great addition to the roster next week. Wish we could have him. And the following week in Minnesota, you know, before the Teddy Bridgewater in, uh, um, in injury, I would have projected that AP could carry it 25 times. And you know, now you'd have to consider that a lot. So you get really concerned about how we're going to defend the run game over the first four weeks. And you know, that ultimately has, has made a. Uh, a strong decision in how I'm going to, how I'm going to project this. But, uh, you know, you got Daniels as a lock. You got Clark as a lock. You got Lowry as a lock. You got Guyon as, as a guaranteed spot. I put Peppers actually as a defensive lineman. I don't think that he's going to be much of an outside linebacker this year. He just, he looks like he's, uh, 
uh, much slower moving laterally than than uh, what we've seen over the last couple of years. And you know the short supply of plays that we got to see him, and in that cutback that uh, um, in San Francisco, boy, that was that was scary, and I don't want to see that happen again. Um, so I've got Peppers on my defensive line, largely as a third down pass rusher. I've all along had Ringo, and I've switched it to Price. Um, I just think that Price is ultimately going to be the better pass or the better uh, uh, run stopper, and uh, that's really what we are craving while Pennell is hurt. So, uh, or I'm uh, suspended, I should say. So, um, I've now moved Ringo to my practice squad. I've also got Cooter on my practice squad. I think it's just a, a numbers necessity for the first four weeks while. We try to figure out how to stop the run without our best run, or arguably our best run stopper. So um, that's a, I've got a, you know most of most people would have it as as five defensive linemen. I have Peppers listed on defensive line for six and two on the practice squad. Uh, interesting. So uh, I've got the Packers keeping f- five defensive line. I mean, for the purposes of this exercise, I put Julius Peppers with the outside linebackers, but I understand where you're coming from. It doesn't look like he's going to play a whole lot on the outside this year. You might as well lump him with the defensive linemen. But for, for, for this purpose, I got the Packers keeping five, Daniels, Guyon, Clark, and Lowry, but I do have them keeping Christian Ringo and having Brian Price on the practice squad. So one minor difference from you. Um, I guess my my line of thinking is that the Packers have their run stuffers with Guyon and Clark as your two biggest bodies in there. And Mike Daniels can certainly hold his own against the run. So they they have so they can keep Ringo, who's more pass rusher than run stuffer. I guess that was my line of thinking. I, that certainly is not a strong one of my strongest opinions. I could see where you're coming from, and it wouldn't surprise me if they did. But yeah, so we're we're one off there uh, on the defensive line, and uh, I just I think everybody hopes that the Kenny Clark injury uh, is not all that serious. So uh, did did you think the Packers would give any thoughts to pot roast? I really wanted pot roast and I thought that he would have been a perfect addition. You know, you look at it and you, you, you see that you don't need this guy to come in and be a stud for 16 weeks. You need him to be able to get you through the first four weeks. And then, you know, it, uh, um, he can, he can kind of figure things out. And after that, maybe he plays limited snaps, but he kind of felt like, boy, this would be a, a Grady Jackson type addition to drop a name from the past, right? Like, a guy that can uh, can move a little, a little bit side to side can really get a push, you know, up the front, and he, he carries his weight very, very well. He's got football savvy. He's got football knowledge, and you know, you just tell him like, hey, you're gonna put a hand in the dirt, and you're gonna push forward. You know, that's the type of uh, that's the, and eat up blockers. That's the thing that he's done for years and years. And I, I thought it was just such a logical decision to bring him in, and uh, I was surprised that that didn't happen. And you know, now at this stage, it's getting kind of late for it. But I will say, as a guy that lived in Florida for, boy, eight and a half or nine years, this type time of year, it gets hot. And, and uh, I don't care how humid it is in Wisconsin right now. It's twice that down there. And uh, we're going to be sucking wind and needing to drink water. 
we're going to be feeling the cramps, and we got to make sure that we got run stoppers on the defensive line because they're going to be rotating Yeldon and, uh, and Ivory Addis and trying to set up the play action. And that's an underrated Jacksonville team, and I have them winning the AFC South, um, you know, this year. So uh, it's a game that certainly can't be overlooked to start the season, and we got to make sure that we're beefy and we're fit in uh, in week one. And I would have just assumed that pot roast would have been a natural selection. Uh, to uh, to fill in Wolpenhaus out. Yeah, I I would have been all about signing pot roast. I, I guess if the Packers haven't done it by now, they're not going to. But uh, yeah, I would have been in favor of it too. But we'll move on here. Outside linebackers, Scott Clay Matthews, Julius Peppers, depending on where you put them. Uh, I think they're going to keep the former first rounders, Nick Perry and Dayton Jones. What do you got? You know, kind of looking at the position. Uh, with them and after that? You know, though, Reggie Gilbert has been the, the, maybe the best of the outside linebackers in the preseason outside of Dayton Jones, who just looks like a different athlete this year. Um, I have Gilbert on my practice squad, and um, and uh, I've got uh, um, Fackrell and Elliott making the roster. And uh, uh, just on you know Elliott's past that he's had with us, and he said, in previous years, he's just been a dynamite preseason uh, gem, and he's made some plays when he's been given the opportunity in the regular season. And Fackrell, obviously, being a third-round pick, and he's he's shown some ability to get to the quarterback. Not maybe not as much as as I would like, but uh, he's definitely shown some ability to get to the quarterback. And uh, with that said, I got Gilbert in the practice squad. One name I just forgot to mention on the practice squad from. The inside linebacker position was Beniquez Brown. I've also got in the practice squad, but um, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep. Uh, well, if you want Peppers at, in outside linebacker, I got him there, and then Clay and Terry and Jones, obviously, and then uh, throw in Elliott and uh, Fackrell, and uh, that would round it out for me. Yeah, mine's the exact same. I got the Packers keeping six. Uh, you know what? Uh, just to throw this thought out there, I, I've seen people express the thoughts on social media or, you know, on talk radio. Oh, Jay Ron Elliott, he's been kind of quiet this year. Well, you know what? So is Julius Peppers this preseason, and nobody's bringing that up. You know, it's the preseason. Yeah, you would love to see him out there making plays and whatever, but I'm not concerned personally. Uh, that J. Rohn Elliott isn't making plays during the preseason. Uh, I, you know, obviously his little injury complicates matters a little bit, but uh, I think he showed enough in previous seasons that he'll be fine and ready to go. And it was nice to see Kyler Fackrell had really had the the he was the defensive MVP in the final preseason game. So I think he had four tackles for a loss. So uh, he really kind of. Uh, really flashed uh, the last preseason game. But Scott, inside linebacker, um, interesting position there, probably the position most in flux on the entire roster. You know, very uh, um, very concerned about the inside linebacker position, which, you know, was the reason I was looking at Zach Cunningham today <laughs> from Vanderbilt. But uh, it, it, and really why I really wanted to watch the game today, and I guess it jumped ahead myself. But uh, I got Beniquez Brown in the practice squad as an inside linebacker. I don't know why I mentioned that earlier. But uh, um, you know, I've got I've got uh, I've been struggling with this big time, and uh, I only see us keeping four. And uh, I've been, uh, for uh, the longest time, I haven't had Barrington on the roster. 
and uh, I've been really struggling with it. And it's, I've been like, boy, is it going to be Barrington or is it going to be Ryan? You know, Thomas has played very, very, very well. We've heard McCarthy talk about availability for years and years, and then Thomas gets hurt, and it's uh, okay. Well, what happens there? Martinez is a lock, of course. Bradford, you know, up until today was was playing as good of defensive football as anybody on the roster in the preseason. So that that and, and there just seems to be a soft spot in my heart for him, right? Uh, ever since draft day, but uh, um, and before draft day, day, I'll say. But you know, so for today, I've got them keeping Martinez, Bradford, Ryan, and Barrington because Thomas just doesn't appear to be healthy. Um, and, uh, and, and with that said, I don't know how long Thomas is out. So I have them cutting Thomas. Um, it's, it's been a real difficult position for me to try to get to figure out, frankly. And I was really excited to watch tonight because, you know, here's the thing with Barrington didn't play last year. He, he showed glimpses of goodness two years ago, but wasn't, uh, wasn't brilliant by any stretch of the imagination with, with that said, then he didn't play at all last year. And in the limited sample size that we saw in the preseason this year prior to today, very unimpressive. So it's it's tough for me as a guy that doesn't go to the practices to really project him as a guy that's going to make it make it on the team. And that's why begrudgedly I've got him on the roster and I don't have Thomas, who's had a really nice preseason, I saw it. So as of now, I've got four, and that is uh, um, Martinez, Bradford, Ryan, and Barrington. Interesting thoughts there. Um, just to, just to piggyback on the thoughts on Barrington, I've got them keeping him as well. Uh, but I really don't think you're you're all that far. Fa- those thoughts are not that far fetched that the Packers could possibly part ways with Sam Barrington in that he's a guy who's had a lot of injuries and maybe they just decide to go in another direction, especially with Carl Bradford playing fairly well this preseason. Uh, I do have the Packers keeping Barrington, but I just don't think those thoughts are far-fetched. Uh, but I do have the Packers keeping Joe Thomas. And again, as I've you know cited multiple times here, take that with a grain of salt. If it turns out Joe Thomas's injury is, is more serious than I know or the Packers are letting on, you know, who knows? They could place him on injured reserve or cut him or, or whatever. Uh, but uh, I just think... Uh, he does offer something on special teams at the very least, and that would be a little bit valuable if he were healthy, even if he wouldn't see a whole lot of time uh, at inside linebacker, assuming everybody else is healthy. Uh, So I've got the Packers keeping Joe Thomas and keeping five there. Uh, But we'll move on to the cornerback position. Um, Brian, if I could stop you for a second. Does does the, you know, we've heard about Burnett playing uh, uh, in the, at inside linebacker at all. Does that play a, a role in your, in your thought at all? Or no, just, uh, it's, uh, is that, is that something we should be considering when making a projection that, uh, that Burnett could potentially be seeing snaps there? Yeah. It's interesting. That was the story early in training camp. And so officially as of Thursday night, Morgan Burnett has not played a single snap during a preseason game. So I've put it on the back burner and just, you know, kind of thought, I don't know. I, I can't make any heads or tails of it, seeing as we haven't seen it and he hasn't been healthy. So I'm sure he'll be out there week one, but I just don't know what to make of it with him being out. So 
I don't know what more to say. (laughs) Totally fair. Totally fair. All right, let's get to the cornerbacks here. Uh, Shields, Randall, Rollins, Gunter, and then after that, take it from there. Hawkins was my darling coming into the uh, the preseason, and uh, um, you know, and I, when we talked after the uh, uh, the undrafted free agents, he was the guy I was really excited about, and, and I think he showed um, he showed that he's got great great potential. He's got the speed. He looks like he can play both man and zone, um, which you know hasn't always been the case with our cornerbacks in the past. Showing good hands, he looks like he can jam you. Uh, and he gets his hands on the football. And I saw that he had an interception today. I'm excited to see that play. But uh, I, I think Hawkins has to make the roster. Another thing that, I, you know, we talked about guys getting tucked away on, a, on, a, on an IR. It wouldn't shock me if that happens with Dorian this year. And if uh, this injury gets ballooned up a bit, and he's, uh, he, they're going to stash him away on, on, uh, on the IR, keep him around. And he really looked like he brought some swagger to the roster as well. And could have been a guy that competed for a roster spot. So at this stage, I've got Dorlian being put on an IR, and I've got uh, um, you know Goodson obviously being on the, the the suspended list, and I've got Hawkins being kept, and uh, I've got uh, a Warren Gate- Gatewood who I've, I thought has played pretty well. I've got him just missing out on the uh, on, on the practice squad. He is, he was my number eleven guy, and he's outperformed. Robertson Daniel, I've, I've felt, even though I've, uh, uh, with that said, I do have Daniel being kept on the, uh, on the practice squad at this stage. Yeah, I, I think we have the exact same uh, analysis here. Uh, I've got the Packers keeping five cornerbacks, uh, Shields, Randall Rollins, Gunter, and Hawkins as well. I do have Hawkins making it. Uh, perhaps the the interception maybe locked it up in that final preseason game, uh, but I think he's done a nice job. Uh, maybe spot going with five cornerbacks is a little bit low, but uh, you know they do have the option of Dimitri Goodson coming back from suspension after four games. I, I don't know whether that's realistic or not because uh, he hasn't been all that impressive. But as it stands, uh, I got the Packers keeping five. And, uh, you know, I, I think Demarius Randall and Quentin Rollins are on the verge of something special. Um, but that's another conversation for another day. For, for now, it's five, and we move on to the safeties. Um, Scott, go ahead. I'm, uh, I'm, here's where I'm going to be much different, I think, than most people making projections. But Mike Daniels took over the leadership role of this defense. And Mike Daniels brings an attitude that this Packers defense has absolutely needed since 2010. And, um, you know, since Nick Collins went out and then we lost uh, Desmond Bishop, it's just really felt like the, the middle of our defense has just had, had holes in it. And this year I have been so impressed with the safety play of this uh, of this Packers defense. And the reason I bring up Daniels when we're talking about safeties is when you hear him interviewed, he talks about nice guys not winning championships on the defensive side of the ball. You have to be mean, and you have to bring the quote-unquote nasty to, uh, to, to the defensive side of the football. And when I watched the Packers play defense this year, I saw a different swagger to that, that secondary than I've seen 
you know, maybe in my lifetime, really. I mean, since maybe since Chuck Cecil, potentially, we, we, we saw people just laying the boom. I mean, it was like, when I watched Evans and Bryce together, it looked like, uh, and Bob McGinn, he, he, he wrote it perfectly. He, he watches Bryce, and he sees a first or second round pick. And he watches Evans, and he sees a third or fourth round pick. And for me, it's an absolute shame if, if both of those guys don't make this roster. We know that Hyde's going to be on the roster last year of a contract. We know that HaHa's going to be on the roster. Burnett, even though he hasn't played it down in the preseason, you know he's going to be on the team. Uh, Banjo is, is absolutely loved by this coaching staff, and he's been a special teams guru, and you got to carry weight there. But one of the significant reasons that I only kept three running backs is to create a roster spot at safety. Um, it's also only why I kept uh, uh, four uh, four linebackers uh, at the inside, at inside linebacker. Evans and Bryce bring le- Legion of Boom mentality to our defense, and they just brought a different attitude. It was fun to watch third and fourth quarters of preseason games this year. And frankly, if Evans and Bryce don't make this 53-man roster, then really, why do we play the games? You know, because they were they were clearly, for my eye, the two best players on the defensive side of the ball through and through over the sample that, sample size that I saw for the first three games of this preseason. And, and you know, really, in, in the week two preseason game, the way that, uh, that Evans played was just uh, – he looked so dynamic, and he looked fast, and he looked like he had a great natural instinct of, of how to play the position. And the way he hit people was just things we haven't seen in Titletown, USA, in a long time. And uh, because of that, um, I will be very, very, very disappointed and frankly disheartened if uh, um, Bryce and Evans both aren't on the roster. Um, and I'd even go as far as to say, if I were the guy, you know, uh, you know, making the calls, uh, and I and I think back to what our secondary has looked like when we've been without a guy like Burnett. And, uh, in, in, you know, when, when Chris Banjo, you know, I, I really enjoy having Chris Banjo as a Packer. But when he's playing safety, you don't feel good about it. Um, and I just saw that uh, in this preseason, I'd feel much more comfortable with either Bryce or Evans playing safety than Banjo. And if it came down to only keeping two of those three as valuable as Banjo has been on, on uh, special teams, um, I would keep both Bryce and Evans ahead of Banjo if uh, if forced to make that choice. Uh, because of the way I structured the roster at running back, I'm able to keep six safeties that's heavy with only five cornerbacks, but I do feel that Hyde can slide in and play the slot if need be, and Bryce played some slot at co- in college as well, and I think he could, uh, if forced into action, could do okay at that position as well. So uh, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it out there. I'm keeping six safeties with HaHa, Burnett, Bryce, Evans, Hyde, and Banjo, and uh, I'm going to understand that we're nearing the end of contracts with uh, with Hyde, and I believe Banjo's in the last year of his deal as well. And we know that Thompson likes to protect himself in the future, and he found a couple of gems in undrafted free agency, and it'd be really disappointing if he didn't keep them. A bold call there with six safeties. I've got the Packers keeping five. I couldn't justify the Packers keeping Evans because I just, I just the thinking that they can't, play six safeties on game days he he would be a game day inactive anyway I guess that's what I thought I realized you you got to think long term a little bit 
I like Evans. I like what I've seen. I'm right there with you, but I just couldn't justify it. If I had to choose between the two, I keep Kentrell Bryce. And I like what you said about him, you know, being, uh, you know, better than, than Chris Banjo. It just uh, just a hypothetical here. I mean, if, if say, Morgan Burnett was not ready to play week one, I, I would I think Kentrell Bryce should be the starting next to HaHa Clint Dex. Um, he was totally that. Agree. He was that good. Um, so uh, I mean, uh, we'll I, at, at the very least. I think I think everybody's agreeing they're keeping Kentrell Bryce, and um, uh, I hope to see good things from him in the future. A, ve- a very good undrafted signing at the, at the very least. So uh, excited about his future. Uh, I obviously have the Packers keeping Marwin Evans on the practice squad if they can keep him. Um, but, uh, I, I'll just say, I wouldn't be disappointed if the Packers kept Marwin Evans on the 53, cause I like him as well. And, you know, um, Brian, uh, if I can jump in one more time here for a second here, I, I just, uh, I, I would say that when you look at Ted Thompson's performance in the draft and then you compare it to what he's done in undrafted free agency, I am just way more impressed with the undrafted free agents than I am the guys that he drafted this year. And, uh, you know, you could make an argument that, you know, Gilbert had un- outperformed uh, Fackrell, and then you see Hawkins and when Dorlean played, Dorlean, I thought, was very, very good. And, you know, Burke's impressed, impressed over the first couple of preseason games, and uh, Bryce and Evans both played. Uh, you know, I, I just made my point on them. Um, you know, and, and you, you look at uh, um, uh, Bryce and Evans, I should say, and, and, and then Price as well. Um, also played very, very, very well, and it's just it, it. It seems like boy, he just he just knocked it out of the park in uh, in uh, undrafted free agency. You got Allison as well. I mean, it's just it was really an impressive undrafted free agent class, and I think why it becomes fun to really study the college season in preparation for the next year to have some familiarity in those guys. And uh, more impressed with the the undrafted class than the. The, the the players that were actually drafted and and that was obviously going into today and I might have changed my views a bit after today I didn't again I didn't get to watch it but uh, boy it was uh, you know kudos to Ted for the work that he did and his staff for the work that they did uh, um, in really uh, accumulating players uh, after the draft absolutely and, and that brings us to special teams um, Mason Crosby uh, and after that thoughts on the punting position. Well, it uh, again, I didn't get to see today, but it, it looks like uh, you know from from what the box score tells me, it looks like is it is it Shum, is it Shum? It looks like he's locked up a spot, and, it, and Lovato is uh, is by his lonesome. So uh, I think that it, uh, it it has become clear that those are going to be the three guys to keep the specialists. At any chance the Packers cut Lovato and re-sign Brett Good? If he's healthy. I would uh, I would like it. I have to say, I, I really like Good. I thought he's, he he did very well for us, and, and um, he was consistent. Uh, he, you know, he oftentimes saw him making tackles. Right, he was just uh, he was uh, one of the first people down there. I, I was just uh, I really like Good, um, but uh, you know, if, I got to be. Um, we haven't seen him him uh, him around, and uh, you got to be concerned about what his health status is at this stage. Yeah, uh, just a small question mark there, just to throw it out, if nothing else. Uh, that could be a possibility. Uh, but, Scott, it was fun going through the roster, and uh, I guess that kind of uh, 
uh, brings to a close this special edition of Railbird Central. Um, have a good weekend. Have a good Labor Day. Uh, enjoy uh, enjoy uh, what's left of summer, all right? You do the same, man. Go Pack Go. Okay. Scott McKenna of the Talking Smack blog joining us here at Railbird Central on a Thursday evening. Uh, different talking to Scott on, a, on an evening rather than a morning. Uh, but that's going to do it, folks. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, I'll be back in just a few hours. I'm going to do our regular Friday morning episode. It's, it's going to be more of a college team, though, as uh, we look forward to the, uh, the college football classic at Lambeau Field uh, this weekend. So I'll, I'll see you in just a few hours. But there you go. There's our roster prediction episode. Uh, have fun doing your own predictions over the weekend. It won't be long, and, and we'll know the 53 guys the Packers keep. Maybe there's some surprises. Uh, there always is, and I'm excited to see them. But anyway, have a good evening, folks, and uh, we'll see you on Railbird Central soon. I'll leave you uh, today with a song called um, Texas Town uh, by the Emmett Nershi Band on Saifidality Records. See ya. Go Pack Go.